good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. There we go. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Home Episodes of the Podcast. The host of this here podcast, great podcast, all the land. All the land. Uh, I go by the name of Ted Smith. Uh, down there in the bottom square, roaming the cold waters of Lake Union. He goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? <laughs> I love it, man. Your boy's back on the streets. I'm mobile casting. I, I'm back in Seattle. I'm living in an even tinier apartment than my last apartment. It's like 10 feet by 12 feet. So I'm casting from the streets with a pair of headphones. What's up, boys? <laughs> all right. Uh, back up there in the left-hand corner, getting everything all set up, recording. Matt Cameron, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hi, Ted. Are you like long time no see, right? Yeah, it's good to see you again. <laughs> uh, obviously, the first thing we talk about is the heat wave that we just had. Yeah, record, I mean, record breaking. And I brought this up on uh, the men's room today, but people are like, What about Arizona? They get heat like that all the time. It's like, You are correct. Number one, people in Seattle don't have AC. Number two is how you measure heat waves is the amount of heat over your average, right? So we were setting record highs that were 35 degrees above our normal average for that day of that year. Wow. So that's in perspective a little bit when people are like, it's hotter here. It's like, that, that's different though. Like people aren't used well, to it. Yeah. Yeah, to add to that one, people in Arizona are just built different, okay? I've seen those ASU cheerleaders on TV. And two, you think about like, Nine of the last 10 years have been the hottest on record in Seattle. And then we just, boom, jumped up by 34 degrees. Like, people are losing their mind. Yeah, it was crazy. Like the, the delta between that and 1987 is massive. Sorry, go ahead, Ted. I was going to say, did you see yesterday, like, parts of I-5 were buckling. Like, the highway couldn't even contain itself. Oh. Dude, this is exactly what I was saying about uh, when that whole Texas um, snowstorm hit. It's kind of the same thing. It's like... It's contrast, you know, it's like it depends on what you're used to and then also what the area is like built for. Yeah, the roads were buckling and same like in Texas when there was that big snowstorm, you know, there was a, a wave of freezing rain that came in before and put like two inches of ice on the roads. People were like, oh, Texans can't drive in the snow, which is true, but also like this crippling ice. And so, yeah, same with our stuff. It's like there's no AC, man. It's a different game. Like people in Arizona are like, oh, yeah, dude, I do great. It's like, yeah, you have cool Crete outside of your backyard pool and ac and misters it's like yeah i'm sure you're doing fine in your tropical paradise we're up here to sweat it out in the northwest but none of that stuff yeah i have a buddy that lives in uh uh scottsdale now and he sent me a text last night at like three in the morning with like him and a girl i know it's like you remember us and i text him this morning i go are you just bragging about having a pool and air conditioning and he was like yes i was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, it's funny. I sound all pissed off, but honestly, this is my dream. This is like Seattle at its best for me. I've been thriving. Man, you guys saw me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. So the heat wave, I will say Sunday, we uh, went over and hung out with Matt over on Lake Sammamish. Uh, so I was good all day, but my right arm is still sunburnt to hell from just having it outside the window. On the way here? Yeah. 
because when I got there, I like put on a bunch. So like my head, I mean, my head's red, but it's not like sunburned. But I was like, it took me a little bit. I was like, I got like, I was like, why is only my one arm that red? And I was like, oh, because it was hanging out the window. Wait, was it your right arm? Yes. Well, dude, the thing is, you were also playing cornhole. Was that the side the sun was on? No. Oh, okay. Um, I tried. I mean, um, Ted's like, I thought of that. Left arm, right arm. Wow. Yeah, you see the difference. <laughs> well, yeah. That's, I mean, you know, you're not the most tanned person I know to begin with. So I could see that just running, yeah, taking its toll. Well, I'm not the most tanned person to begin with. And I'm also rarely a sleeveless guy. So that, that upper part of the arm, we were driving over there, was just getting cooked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, when we were all, it didn't help that we were all packed, three fully grown men in like a tiny cab of a, well, I don't even know what truck that is. It's like a tiny Nissan pickup from the 80s called White Lightning. It's my, my high school pickup. But yeah, I don't know. I don't even think it has like a, a model. Um, also, real quick stat, boys. I don't know if you know this. Maybe you do. But I found out that uh, this is just sort of a pump up stat for you guys. It doesn't really matter for the, the cast, but um, any podcast that has made it over 27 episodes is in the top 1% of podcasts. Oh, nice. Wow. I don't know where that puts us, but it's looking good. (laughs) (laughs) I've made it. Every time somebody asks me about the podcast, I'm like, you mean the longest running podcast on KSW? Yeah. (laughs) I've been podcasting for a minute. Dude, the home episodes are in the top 1% of podcasts. Yeah, what Damn, are we at? Boas. 52, 53? 52, yeah. Yeah. Here's the problem. Top 1% is still like 20,000 podcasts. I mean, it is the modern day equivalent of I'm in a band, but still fun. I was going to say, what was that a couple years ago we were having that? Have you heard my podcast? It's like saying, have you heard my band? Yeah. It's like, oh, you should come to the show, man. We're really good. We got a new bass player. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Uh, yeah, oh, so it's... Sunday we were over there on Lake Sammamish, swimming around, having a great time. Uh, I did want to say real quick, I went to the Sounders game on Saturday, thanks to uh, Jessica and her sister and their friend. We, I was on the field, like on the opposite side of the players. I mean, I was telling you guys on Sunday, it's just unbelievable. Like, you watch it on TV, and my seats are pretty close to the field in the north end. But when you're on the field, I mean, just every pass is that crisp and, like, sent with that kind of pace. You're just like, holy shit. Dude, what I loved most from you retelling it is, uh, so Ted was saying when you're about to go out on the field, uh, they give you a, a wristband, and they say, hey, don't interact with the players. And he's like, like of course, I'm not going to interact with the players. And then as soon as somebody walks by, you're like, oh, my God, I don't want to talk to Yeah, right. Because they were, like, they're very nice, but they're pretty strict. And they're, like, do not. In, in my head, I'm, like, there's no chance. Like, you'd have to be an idiot to interact with the field. Then you realize, like, that, like, there's not a ton of security around you, and the players are right there. It's, like, ah, I'm going to high-five somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I just, I love that. I wonder if anyone who's been on the sidelines never like run out on the field and then they have to like track it back. Like who vouched for this a-hole to get on the field? 
So I don't – that would be gutsy to run on the field, but I can guarantee you somebody has gotten way too chirpy with a player or, like, screaming at a ref and got in trouble. Because generally those seats, you get, like, food and, like, food and beverage. That's all part of it. But because of it's like the end of the COVID rule, so you couldn't have anything on the field except the water, and you still had to wear your mask. So I think that helped kind of fight the urge to be like chirp the Vancouver players. <laughs> I like you say the urge like it was general. We we both know who we're talking about. You're like, you know, if I was three more beers deep, I would have said something. He had it coming. Oh, dude, you guys were telling me about the uh, the Suns and Four guy. Um, uh, oh. Ted, you want to give some background on what that is? I finally watched it. We can talk about. All right, so the dudes at a playoff game, and it's the it's not this round that they're in now. It's not the final, Western Conference Finals, but it's the the series before that. And he's he's in the other team's arena. He's giving them a hard time, but it's like everybody likes him or whatever. And then these two dudes walking up the stairs start really jawing with him, and he's like, "Just leave it alone, whatever." And then they pour a beer on his head, and the one guy takes a swing at him. So this dude just flips a switch. He's just wearing a son's jersey and just kind of pummels the first dude and then, like, throws a punch at the second dude. It's like, get away from us. And, like, as people are holding him back, it's game three, and he's just like, son's in four. And it's like <laughs> ultimate, like, your ass, son's in four. <laughs> and then they won in four. They did. I mean, that guy is like a legend now. I think, I think Barstool's already selling shirts that just say son's in four. <laughs> dude, I love that, man. He should get, like, the key to the city. Because the thing is, you know, I, I'm not pro fighting. I mean, I like MMA, but like fighting in public. But the thing is, he was like so patient, so relaxed. And then the guy poured a beer on his head. He like still gave them a chance to leave. And then the guy took a drunk like sucker punch swing at him. He was like, that's it. And just went to town and then had the presence of mind to like, you know, after he beats the guy's ass, he just pushes him away, calmly goes, Sons in four, and just turns around to watch the game, and everyone cheers. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I heard like, he was one hundred percent in the right. Yeah, I heard him on McAfee's show, Pat McAfee, and he was just like, "Yeah, man, like I don't know, something just snapped." Like I was trying to be nice, but it's like, yeah, I mean, I get it. You obviously know how to handle your business, dude. The cla- it's the classic. You only push a man so far. Like yeah. everybody watched. I'll be that patient. And then he snapped and then he just went right back to being a cool customer. <laughs> yeah. It's like those stories you hear about when like the bullies messing with somebody in high school and it's like the nerdy kid. And then the nerdy kid just mm-hmm. snaps and whoops some ass. It's like, well, you had it coming. Yeah, exactly. Like no one feels bad for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see what else I'm going to talk about. Uh, I did find it interesting that I talk a lot about, uh, cornhole and talking trash but matt's mom of all people when we were leaving on sunday i noticed that she nonchalantly mentioned to both brett and i like oh we'll play again (laughs) and i was like it was so subtle but kind of i was like all right you know what my bad like (laughs) i'm just out there trying to win but like obviously you're the cornhole champ of this house (laughs) yeah no she's she's pretty pretty solid and uh yeah i mean you know she she's a nice lady but yeah that that competitive fire is is in there and uh you know it it definitely comes out in the middle of the action but it is really funny to to hear that it was like nonchalantly thrown out at the end like yeah see you later we'll 
we'll play again. Rematch. <laughs> right, because I mean, it had been hours after we played. I'd been like, we've been chatting and everything. Like, it never came up once. And then as we were leaving, like, we'll play again. Like, I was like, oh, cold-blooded. Like, you kind of, even though Brett and I won, like, I'm kind of on my heels now. Like, it's in my head. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see exactly how the games went. They were close, right? Yeah, or, it was. It was close. close. Yeah. Um, yeah. She, she, you know, she was a little bit. Uh, she's not used to losing at that game. I could tell you that. So it was very funny to to see her rattled and uh, yeah, just. I mean, knowing her, she like, she doesn't. She was a former college athlete, right? So we know how that is, right? One sure. of us. What are you trying to say? What one of us? <laughs> um, no, I was just lumping me and Ted in with you, Cobb. As like, yeah, we as a podcast understand what it's like as a former college athlete. Uh, We've been there. We've walked that walk. Yeah. Right. We all know what's going on. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, don't get me wrong though. I like it. I can't wait to go. Number one, I, it's gonna be a long summer. We gotta get back in that lake. But I'm like, oh, I like a good challenge. Yeah, I mean the timing. I feel like it's usually later in the summer. This year is like right around the solstice, long ass day, triple digits. Like it, it lined up well, and and we we thrived. We dominated. Yeah, we got everything in too. I was like last year, I couldn't get a. Uh, couldn't get a damn uh, hot dog. It felt like all summer long. And I was like, I already had a burger, piece of chicken, some watermelon, a hot dog. Like, I mean, that was a summer day. Right? Well, that's the thing. This is like a double summer. Like, we're doing summer and we're making up the last summer. Oh, God, we lost you there. Oh, sorry. Hold up. Can you hear me now? Yeah, they, there you are. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was saying this is like a double summer. I mean, we have this summer, which everyone's coming out of quarantine, but we're also – Doubling up and making up for last summer. Yeah, and you know what? We've been talking about it, but everybody's just ready to go out and have some have some fun. Animal spirits, boys. Animal spirits. <laughs> Let them loose. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, the last thing I'll say about lake life is, of course, I was all about beach life, and then we hung out in the lake. That took, what, all of like half an hour? Like, I'm back in on lake life. I think... <laughs> The final decision is, if you have a body of water and a home, I, I want to hang out there. <laughs> right? Pool, hot tub, whatever. Just yeah. get me in the damn water. I'm, I'm good to go. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah, that was a great – that was, that was the, the pinnacle spot to be on a 104-degree day or whatever it ended up being. Couldn't have worked out better. I mean, plus it was kind of fun cruising over in White Lightning. Like, Brett's in the middle. There's a lot of apologies, like, because it's his stick shift. So, cop's like, sorry, man. I'm basically touching, like, your penis. Then I've, like, got my hand on his knee. And I'm like, Brett's fine. He doesn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the whole day was just a fun adventure. <laughs> that was also coming on the heels of putting lotion on uh, Brett's back before we went to the match on Saturday. And I just, it just wouldn't rub in. After a while, it's like, I'm just massaging him now. Like, I'm, like, going down his <laughs> arms. I'm, like, rubbing around to his abs. And he's like, what's going on? I'm like, I can't get it in, man. <laughs> <laughs> that line does not help your case. 
<laughs> no, it doesn't at all. I just thought as you mentioned that, I was like, yeah, I'm so, I'm trying. I can't get it in. <laughs> it's not hard enough. Uh, all right. Well, let's take our first break here. And we'll come back with some emails. All right. As always, thanks to our generous sponsors. We appreciate you. All right. Now let's read some emails. And just, I'd like to underscore, so generous. So generous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, last week, I had asked about just like the craziest documentaries people had seen. Um, I've already looked into a couple of these. A couple will be going on my list. Um, all right. Home Game. Have you lads seen the Netflix series Home Game? Basically, it's a series about some very regional games that people play around the world. The first episode is about a game played once a year in Florence, Italy, that was described as rugby, but with no rules. The crispy outside and fluffy inside of a waffle cannot be beat. Waffle is supreme. Garrett, a.k.a. BP, a.k.a. Zoidberg. Hell yeah. Uh, home games. I think I might have seen some of those, right? Because it's got like that, uh, is that what he was talking about in Italy? Where it's like kind of, it is kind of like rugby but with no rules. Like you, get, they actually fist fight and stuff. Wow. I think I saw, dude, they do some fist fighting in Aussie rules football too. It's pretty rowdy. Um, I think the one I saw was where they're chasing a wheel of cheese down a hill. Did you guys see any trailers for that? I've seen that one. I've seen that race before. I want to, I almost want to say it's in Ireland or something. And it's some crazy steep hill. And there's only like, yeah. like the best one to do it is like a 20 year old girl. And she's like, I don't know. You don't really practice. You just have to do it. But I mean, <laughs> Matt, people get up dude yeah i think i have seen uh the carnage of that dude carnage is the right word too it's carnage <laughs> people are getting wrecked <laughs> yeah i can't even imagine like even like we're not that old and like our hips and knees would just be destroyed Oof. i mean you could end a career oh i'm just assuming my knee would explode doing that Dude, that being said, 19-year-old me would love that game. Yeah. yeah. It's wild, man. And they have, like, different parts of the hill where you start, and there's, like, different versions. And I'm just like, number one, it's wicked dangerous. Number two, I, I don't know what kind of cheese it is to make me do that. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, come on, Ted. What's up to the greatest podcast in all the land? All the land. Dude. All the land. Dude, you were in North Carolina and didn't hit up the NC fan? Nah, just kidding. It was cool hearing that you were in Charlotte. I'm 28. I'm a small-town guy. I've never uh, really ever traveled besides the Myrtle Beach or Pigeon Forge, so hearing that my favorite radio personality all the way from Seattle was so close by is really cool. I live about an hour from Charlotte and lived here my whole life. Uh, it's really cool hearing y'all talk about the places you've been and what's there. Just curious. Uh, do any of you guys have uh, any experience in North Carolina? North Carolina. Uh, yes. I've been to Myrtle Beach when I was in high school. And then I went, I went down there a couple times because uh, my brother had a friend whose parents moved down there to a golf course. And then I used to have an uncle, Uncle Bobby, who lived in Charlotte. So, like, when I was a kid, we'd go down to Charlotte to visit him. DNC uh, fan, uh, the boys and I swam in college uh, on the East Coast. So, we swam against Duke, North Carolina. I still remember swimming against Duke, but North Carolina, NC State, and whatnot. So I've been down there for that, but you don't really get to see the state. But uh, at one point, the Cobb family did a family reunion in the Outer Banks. Incredible. I always talk up North Carolina. 
probably the fourth most underrated state. Great, yep. like just, I mean, the beaches are killer. People are cool. The houses that even like have a really cool vibe. I was like out kind of by the Kitty Hawk area, I think. Yeah, really cool. Loved it. Big fan. Yep. And now that Cobb mentions that, I should also mention I've been to a formal at Wake Forest University and I've been to the Outer Banks twice. <laughs> so yeah, I know North Carolina a little bit. <laughs> and I think we all remember it from the the song of the decade. North Carolina, come on and raise up. I don't know how many times I yelled that and wanted to take my shirt off and spin around my head like a helicopter. Cobb is walking the streets of Seattle referencing Petey Pablo, like, notably loud. So I respect that, dude. (laughs) Honestly, two people did look at me when I said that. I'm like over (laughs) in East Lake. But what are they going to do, man? We're on a podcast. We got to do what we got to do, boys. We're live over here. If one guy got up and was like, actually, I'm from South Carolina. We hate North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, fight me then. Live on the cast. I'm Let's pretty sure this. Myrtle Beach is in South Carolina. It is. Yeah, you're probably right. Don't tell right. Me. <laughs> Boys, we're, we're not here to split hairs. Now, it's in the Carolinas. The Carolinas. It's like they say in the country song. Songs. Um, Okay, uh, if not, cool, just wondering. Uh, second thing is, I wanted to let Ted know that, to me, it seems like we get a slightly different Ted on each uh, of the different podcast shows he does. The podcast, he seems slightly more serious. It seems more of a no-nonsense or BS. I ain't got time for that vibe. The mega cast, he's more giggly, silly, and cutting up. And the men's room, he seems to be straight up after the laughs and being funny. Just wondering if any other listeners said the same thing. Either way, Ted is the man, and I will listen to whatever podcast he's on. Thanks, boys. DNC fan. Oh, thanks, dude. Uh, yeah, well, the podcast is just a little different because I'm like the host of it, so I got to lead it. The mega cast, I mean, that's just what me and Migs do when we get together. We laugh with a couple of schoolgirls. And then, yeah, the men's room, I'm just in there, man. I'm, I'm on the stage for four hours trying to trying to make it as, as funny as I can make it and interesting, too. Well said. Uh, hey guys, just, just starting to listen to podcasts when I get off work. I'm a casino bartender, and 3 a.m. doesn't always mean I'm going to be tired. Zeitgeist. Documentaries had me asking questions. Dude, yeah, I've seen that. Have you guys seen that? No. No. Dude, Zeitgeist is crazy. I, to- I forgot it even existed. It came out like, I want to say eight or ten years ago. It's on YouTube. Um, there's now a new version, like the Zeitgeist addendum or something, which wasn't as good. But the original Zeitgeist is crazy, man. That's a crazy doc. Hmm. Um, what's it about? Yeah, you. Uh, so let's see if she says. Uh, definitely, um, or had me asking questions. Definitely a fun rabbit hole to go down. Duncan Trussell and Joe Rogan both have podcasts that touch on these subjects and more. I would say for me, it's uh, what's being said about artificial intelligence. Keep killing it, boys, and come down to the EQC for some measured drinks. The upside is that on Friday and Saturday night, there are plenty of prospects for Mr. Smith to lay some pipe. Jesse in Puyallup. <laughs> Yeah, and Jesse, I think we're getting back down there in July for Cage Sport MMA. So I'll, uh, in the new showroom. So I'll make sure to, if you're working on a Saturday night, I'll pop in and say hello. After I'm done, dude, that's doing my announcing. <laughs> that's awesome. I actually, I assumed Jesse was a female, but I'm not really sure. Either way. Yeah, very oh. cool. And Zeitgeist is rowdy. Yeah, that's a good call. I just always think of Jesse as being a dude now because of our buddy Jesse. Yeah, and I don't know why I got the female vibe. I guess, I don't know, I was just thinking like casino bartender. I just, in my mind, I'm like, oh, I hope it's like some attractive woman with big hair. I don't really know. 
Oh, they'll hire anybody, even a dude named Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, that is a good doc, though. Dude, there's one other one on uh, YouTube that it's totally different than that, but it kind of weirdly reminded me of it. It's called Inner Worlds, Outer Worlds. Have either of you guys seen that? Yeah, you told me about it. I have not seen it. What did you think? Friend or foe, Matt? Oh, I'm a big friend. That is eat an edible. And have yeah, fun. I was going to say, yeah, for, for people who are more into like the weed slash psychedelic journey and world, that's a wild ride, but you definitely probably want to be high to buy in. <laughs> it's no, it's, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I'm on board with that one. <laughs> I just, the whole documentary opens with, in the beginning was the Lotus. That <laughs> 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 tells you what you're getting into. Um, uh, Dude, you guys, you're not going to believe this. I wish, actually, hold on. I do have a camera on here. I'll, I'll, I'll show you right now. I'll turn my, my camera on. Keep this license plate. It's 5M's mm, barbecue. Barbecue. Mm. <laughs> huh. I don't what even know what to make of that. Likes barbecue or he works at a barbecue joint? Yeah, 4M's and BBQ. That is a pristine license plate. Uh, folks, let's talk conspiracies. As an NBA fan, a couple jumped to mind. How true are they? Don't worry about it. But they're a fun way to burn a few minutes. A few of my favorites. Michael Jordan's first retirement actually being a shadow suspension handed down by David Stern for Jordan's gambling issues. Ted? Yeah, I've heard that one. That's been brought up a lot. I still just have a trouble with that because he's the most popular basketball player, arguably the most popular athlete on the planet at that time, and then walks away. So I have a hard time seeing the league suspending him for gambling. But maybe that's what they're saying is like he was so popular that they couldn't be seen to suspend him, you know? I mean, I think Shadow a lot man. Of to do with his father's death and like he really wanted to play baseball. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I think it was his father's death. But yeah, like I was uh, saying, I buy more into the they fixed the lottery so the Knicks could get Patrick Ewing. All right, here's another conspiracy. Wilt, uh, some students talk about Wilt Chamberlain's 100-point game being fake. There's no tape of the game anywhere. That is true, but it was also played in Hershey, Pennsylvania a long time ago. Uh. So, I mean... A lot of people say that. Everybody's like, well, nobody saw, nobody saw it. There's just that picture of him holding the sign. It's like, that is true, but also, like, I, I have to look up what year it is, but I'm not shocked that a game in Hershey, Pennsylvania was not televised, so there wasn't any camera rolling. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, especially back in the day. Like, that was, that was pretty deep out there. Um, yeah. All right, and uh, Luca Doncic or Donkick uh, is actually older than 22 years old, a la Danny Almonte. <laughs> yeah, well, was Danny Almonte that little league pitcher? Yep, he was. <clears throat> but Danny Almonte, they knew how old he was. They just lied so that he could dominate. But uh, yeah, was he like sixteen playing against twelve year olds or something crazy? Yeah, but Matt, you remember back in the day for the Lakers, forever had Vladi Divac. Yeah, and like he was older. I think it. Like, everybody always thought he was older, but he also just didn't have papers. So they, like, just couldn't really figure out how old the dude was. Huh. But I don't 
I don't know that Luca's appeal is that he's 22. I think it's just I, I think Luca also plays an older man's game because he played professionally in Europe before he came over here. But he was used to banging with the big boys. Yeah, that's true. He does play a, definitely a non-traditional style. Some of those shots he throws up are just like what you'd see in like, you know, a pickup gym game, but he hits them. Yeah, I mean, like this year, right? Uh, who was the rookie of the year? I forget which brother it was. Was it LaMelo, right? Because Lonzo Ball, right? So LaMelo Ball, he was the rookie of the year, but also like he spent the last year, was it in Australia or in Asia in a league, like playing with full-grown adults. So he got better and got used to being, you know, when those guys throw a pick, I mean, that, that's a grown man doing that to you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, now, from Vegas, Jake. Oh, nice. All right. The top topic of conspiracy theories. Let me raise you one full-blown conspiracy. Two words, boys. Big cheese. In 1949, the government created a corporation to stabilize farm incomes. In 1973, there was a shortage of dairy products as the economy declined. And when the government intervened, the prices tanked. In steps, Jimmy Carter, he introduced a new subsidy and poured $2 billion into the dairy industry in four years. Dairy farmers now had bank. They were producing more and more milk to take full advantage of the government subsidies. And the government bought all the milk that the farmers couldn't sell and processed it, processed it into butter and cheese. Eventually the stockpile hit over 500 million pounds, receiving warehouses in over 35 states. During the 19, wait, how long is this? Okay, during the 1980s, Reagan started giving it all the way to the needy and the government officially got out of the cheese business in the 90s. They still offer subsidies to dairy farmers, and the government has a marketing team to get you to eat more cheese and drink more milk. Who all remembers the Got Milk campaign? All this cheese has got to go somewhere, so places that have more cheesy options get some sort of kickback for using more cheese in their menu items. Taco Bell quesalupa, anyone? If you want to dive deeper into big cheese, I recommend this podcast episode of Stuff They Don't Want You to Know. Uh, and he gives a link. Sorry if this email is incoherent. I'm drunk as fuck and it's hot as balls. Harp on, Carl. <laughs> That might be great the, ending. That's the best ending to an email we've had in a long time. <laughs> I'm and honestly, the email was coherent. Yeah, I'm that's drunk as hell and it's hot as hell, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think oh, on big cheese, boys? The problem is, hang on, just with Carl's email signature there, how he signed off, is I'm going to say that at some point this weekend. People are going to be like, what are you talking about? Like, what <laughs> Carl? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, look, Kraft is a massive, massive company. So I don't think there's a doubt that there's big cheese. And I mean, they used to have that government cheese, but I'm not sure how much dairy was in government cheese, right? It's kind of like Velveeta. Like, is there any dairy really in it? That's a good question. Yeah, I have no clue. Uh, cheers to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the all land. Of What's Matt boys? For starters, ever since I found out about this podcast a week ago, I've been hooked. You uh, I've been hooked. You guys have some of the best topics and talking points. Uh, I love it. But since the last topic was about conspiracy theories, I got one for you. It's called Skinwalkers. Oh Jesus, boys! All right, here we go. Uh, in Navajo culture, a skinwalker is a type of harmful witch who has the ability to turn into possess or disguise themselves as an animal there's a lot more to it so i highly encourage you to google it uh, as well as skinwalker ranch uh and one more thing uh for guess that movie with billy bob thornton 
the line is, he's just a boy. You shouldn't have done that. Either you guys know that line? Uh, I mean, is it Sling Blade? You got it. Keep it up and stay fried. Fresh. <laughs> All right, I'm just running through the list of movies with like Billy Bob. Like, that's got to be Sling Blade. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, gentlemen, I'll, I'll I watched Skinwalkers, but I, I feel like there's a lot of witches and stuff in a lot of cultures. It's a different thing. I probably will not. I'm scared to Google Skinwalkers. I feel like Google just knows my preferences and it's just going to get weird. All right. <laughs> Ted, you, you, you're our man on the inside for Skinwalkers. I'll check out Big Cheese. <laughs> we'll have a uh, gentleman. Skinwalking Big up? Cheese party. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, I just watched one of the craziest documentaries I've seen. Wrinkles the Clown on Hulu is all about those creepy clown sightings five years ago and gets nuts. That is all. Carson the Lawyer. Yeah, do you guys remember that? All those are random clown sightings for a minute there? Yeah. I'm always shocked none of them got really hurt because they were just like popping out of the woods and like stopping cars or messing with kids. Like, this might be some weird joke you guys all have that you think is funny, but like somebody's going to hit you with a bat. Wow. Yeah, seriously. I mean, there was even like that citizen the other day who like shot a some sort of assailant and got shot by the police because they thought it was him. And he didn't have clown makeup on. Yeah, I mean, I'm just assuming most people have a bat in their car. <laughs> Ted, the, the best part about that to me is that you don't have a car. And so you're just like, you know, like, I feel like every car out there, they got a bat and a gat ready to go. All these car people. Hey, I mean, I keep a bat at the back door of my slider. <laughs> You'd use that instead of the massage stick now? No, the massage stick is up front. I got the bat out back. <laughs> <laughs> I love the lifestyle, Ted. I've said it before and I'll say it again. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, can I Ted, can I tell the people about the the state of of affairs when I showed up to pick you up, or do you want to skip it? Oh yeah, go ahead. <laughs> All right, I just you know it's important to me that people know that Ted Smith practices what he preaches. Okay, so the plan on Saturday, so all week the plan is, or on Sunday, sorry, is to go to Matt's house, hang out by the lake. So Ted hits me up. He's like, "Hey man, you want to give me a ride?" I was like, "Cool, no problem." Pick you up at noon. He's like, cool. So day before, he hits me up. He's like, hey, are we on for noon? Like, yep, see you at noon tomorrow. Cool. No problem. So then I'm in my house, you know, just living my life. Ted goes to the Sounders game, unbeknownst to me. Uh, you know, has a couple cocktails, has a good time. Um, I text him about 11 the next day. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll probably be 15 minutes late. No response. Text him at, you know, 11.45. Real quick, I also had gotten up and watched F1 in the morning. Yeah, yeah, that's dude. We'll we'll get there. So, so I uh, so I text him. I'm like, hey, you know, it's 11:45. I'm probably gonna be 15 minutes late. No response. All right, we've been friends for a long time. I assume. Cool. He read it. We're good. I pull up and I'm like, you know, what? I'm gonna park the truck. Come in, say hello real quick. Doesn't have to be like a quick smash and grab um, situation. So I go up, knock on the back door. Nothing. Knock on the back door again. Curtains rip open, and it's somebody else, not Ted. 
takes me a second. I'm like, oh, that's uh, that's Brett, Ted's buddy. I'm like, oh, what's up, man? How's it going? Hey, uh, you know, I'm picking Ted up, whatever. Da 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 da. We're going to this thing. He's like, oh, oh, it's noon. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's uh, like twelve fifteen. And he's like, oh, Ted's asleep. So I'm like, oh, okay, like no big deal. So I enter through the back door, and there are like discarded, like or the the ashtray is full. I'll say that there's like beer beer cans everywhere and like there's like a just a heavy like hangover fried chicken smell in the air there's dispensed like fried chicken takeout boxes all over the oven and like it looks like homeboy has been on a bender like oh my god like i don't even know what i was walking into so brad had just woke up on the couch i go in and ted is just passed out in the middle of his bed just like you know totally gone so i'm like brett what the hell happened man and he was like, oh, well, you know, we went to the Sounders game. And then Ted was like, let's do, you know, a couple shots. And we were out of the bar. So then we came back here and we were partying. We fell asleep about four. But then we wanted to watch Formula One. So we woke back up and then we were watching Formula One, had a couple of beers. And uh, we just went to sleep. <laughs> no. And so what I respect, yeah, dude, what I respect is Ted rallied from that, woke up and went out and had a full day at mass. Not a peep of complaint. Out in the sun, drinking beers, having fun. I had no idea. I got a wow. Oh yeah, I was on the struggle bus, and and Cobb, to Cobb's credit, like he could tell I'm hurting, right? So he like kind of just like wakes me up, and he just and I I guess I like just startle too, and he's like, "Hey, no worries, we got time. Just letting you know I'm here." I was like, "All right, all right, I'll get it moving. We'll get the engine fired back up." <laughs> Dude, to your credit, you did, man. I didn't hear about it all day. I didn't see you look hungover once. You were out there thriving in the sun, but that's you know a consistent thirty-six hours straight of practicing what you preach, which I just you know uh, people Armin know that Denton about you. It's nice to see it. Wave. Yeah, exactly. People know that about you, but it's nice to have it reaffirmed. Like when I told Alex about that, she was like, "God, I'm so jealous. Like I wish I could still do that." Very impressive. That's incredible. The best part is is that picture just like here's the status and he's right i am ass out in the middle of my bed in a daniel ricardo shirt and mesh shorts <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible Cobb, there's a picture oh, yeah there was a photo of ted on his bed that i took oh okay. it was a took the photo before gently room. awakening him you're like yeah, I'm yeah. just gonna get some leverage real quick. Then I'm gonna come in like the nice guy. Hey, bud. Well, hey. No, we ha- we have this thing that's called the thread, and somebody posted a photo of him thriving, like from ten years ago, and like they posted it right before I walked in. So I was just like, they were like, "Oh, Ted thriving! I can't believe this was ten years ago." And I was just like, "Current status," and just boom, <laughs> him passed out on his bed. <laughs> I actually showed that photo today at work because I was like. You guys always hear me talking about getting up to watch F1 and then trying to take a nap again. I go, this is the result. Cobb was there at 12.15, and I was still ass out. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, well, let's take a break here, and we'll come back with what's Matt in the cop topic. All right, welcome back. Uh, again, we can't say enough. Just too generous, too nice. But now it's time to check in the person that runs this thing. MCTP and what's bad. Hey, hey what's good? What's mad? Whoa. Uh, before we get to what's bad, hey, hey what's good? What's mad? Whoa. Check out what's bad. 
Hey, hey what's good? What's happening? Uh, before we get to what's happening. Hey, hey what's good? What's happening? Check out what's happening. Well, thanks, Ted. Uh, as you mentioned, this weekend was largely highlighted by your guys' appearance. Um, man, that was just, uh, yeah, it was a great day. Uh, you know, prepared, uh, not a ton. Tyler put some work in on that veggie tray. Uh, Ted, did you try the bitchin' sauce? I can't remember if I did or not. I definitely was eating mayhem sausage and watermelon. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So it was, uh, last week we had, uh, decided that you guys would come over and then i thought uh cobb your girlfriend might come uh and instead we got Brett. I tried. huh i said i tried she was at work okay well no worries right but when you guys pulled up in white lightning and then i saw a third person getting out i was very much expecting a slender blonde uh, and then I got uh, Brett, who is just, it was such a fun surprise. Like, there wasn't, it was a surprise and confusion, but there wasn't a much of a drop off in excitement. Uh, and Kyle, I, I like your girlfriend. So that's, that's what I'm saying there. But man, did Brett really make a solid addition? I invited our buddy Mayhem and uh, Dunk, who's been on the podcast, both uh awesome dudes and so we're a pretty solid little crew going uh pretty early oh yeah man that crew was definitely solid and then i i thought you know i didn't know when it would wind down but yeah we just went and it was a late sunset and i feel like it was like nine something when everyone took off it was around there is that right i don't think i got i think when we got home when i got back here it was like nine thirty. Wow. How well did you sleep that night, Ted? Oh, not well at all. Not well at all? No, it was hot. I've so been... hot? Yeah, I mean, I... Monday was a tough tough run on, on, on the show, but, you know, got it done. Got it done like the professional you are. I mean, <laughs> just like you got up when Cobb was like, hey, man, it's time to go. You get it done. Um, yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. It's been... Uh, it's been super hot other than that. Uh, I'm trying to think what else from that day, though. Dude, it was so hot. Remember, the simulator stopped working. It was like, I'm overheating. That was a first. Yeah, I've never yeah. seen that warning sign like, hey, dude, turn this off. It's too hot. And I was like, but I got to let I got to get a shot in to show Brett how it works. Then I got to let Brett get a shot. And then like Ted's still here. So, Ted, come on over and, you know, yeah, that now, now my golf swing makes more sense with my Saturday and Sunday morning. Right. Yeah, no, that, that does explain that. I was going to say there's no signs of any issues, Cobb. Like, yeah, there was the one, the, the golf swing. The golf swing. The golf swing. <laughs> That's the where cracks begin to show. I was like, I don't even want to hit this ball. All right, I'll try. You know what? Let me just stop. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then speaking of golf, there was like a seven-hole playoff this weekend that was – that's just crazy intense. I mean, every, every hole, the, the entire tournament's on the line. And uh, it was really fun seeing you experience, you know, high stakes, high level pro golf, Cobb. Yeah, that was awesome. 
Yeah, that was a highlight of the day. One of them, um, for sure. Uh, and but that also put me on like hosting duties. Like my dad was hosting the day before. I don't know how late his night went, but he was, you know, then the golf playoff happened. And so it was like, he's usually on top of everything. And I was like, yeah, I got everything. And I was like, mayhem, you brought the sausages. You love grilling. Go ahead, man. Have at it. And he was so game. So that was awesome. <laughs> Dude, honestly, I mean, that's a hell of a day on a lake. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's been been obnoxiously hot. Um, and, you know, jumping in when I can and then uh, working the rest of the time. Uh, I did play golf with our buddy Dunk this morning, too, which was fun because he's he's a very good golfer. He played in college, right, Cobb? Uh, not as far as I know. Oh, okay. I thought he said that the other day, but you're, you've known him longer than me. So I figured you might know, but maybe he did. I, I don't know. I didn't know him most of the time he was in college. Okay. So he's not a sure. really good golfer and I, uh, I've been wanting to play with him for a while, managed to, you know, get an invite while he was over on Sunday, uh, or Saturday. And then he, uh, he was like five fifty two a.m. <laughs> This morning, I w- got up and was in Seattle teeing off by 5.52, uh, which is the earliest tee time I've ever had. That is, that is freaking crazy. Jesus. I know. I'm like, no chance. Well, most people that are up at that time are, like, obsessed with golf, which I am, but they're also usually good, like, better than me because they've been obsessed for longer than me. And... So I was a little nervous with like a good golfer and then whoever else was at this tea time at 5.52 a.m. I was, <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, I don't know if I'll be able to hold my own, but uh, I went out, played the best round of my life, shot an 86 for the first time. And, you know, the other guy shot an 86 and uh, Dunk shot an 80. So I was like, yeah, I shot an 86. Just acted like it was nothing. But inside, like, that was the best round of my life. That was awesome. <laughs> that's awesome but that's golf yeah well it makes it even better You're like oh man can i play with these guys i'll just go hit the the, the round of my life real quick. yeah well yeah and then you know it's still uh yeah it, it was there was some pressure you know i was like oh man and a lot of times pressure and golf don't mix well so to have like had a bit of yeah, a little bit of internal pressure throughout the round and still played well. It was uh, pretty awesome. Nice. <clears throat> All right, good. Well, I guess uh, maybe it's about that time. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. All right, boys. Hear ye, hear ye. The time has finally come. We've been, we've been sort of inside joking about Matt wearing cargo shorts for the past I don't know, six or seven years that we've been doing the cast. <laughs> I'm not really sure. I went to the outlet mall up by, uh, what's that casino up there? Is that Tulalip? Tulalip, yeah. Yeah, I went up to the Tulalip outlet, outlet mall shopping for clothes, um, trying to get some new threads coming out of COVID, and was shocked and, dare I say, delighted to see the walls stocked with cargo shorts and cargo pants Long story short, they're coming back. They're back. A lot of the cool young kids there were wearing them. I didn't purchase any. I'm still a Chino guy. But uh, 
they're they're making their move. I think by next summer they're likely to be fully back. So that just that blew me away. So first of all, I got to give Matt credit for you know hanging his hat on the cargo shorts, keeping him alive this whole time. And now I think he is the birth of the new trend. I think that's fair to say. Um, Cobb topic this week is what trend do you hope comes back at some point in your life? AKA what trend did you love that you want to see return? Email us, email literally the word email at the podcast.com. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about it next week. What do you got boys? Simple body hair, like Burt Reynolds. It's Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you list him in order like <laughs> Burt Bert Reynolds, Chuck Norris, Ted Smith. Well, people look at me Similar and they go, you look a lot like Burt Reynolds. And I'm like, thank you. I get that all the time. <laughs> how about you, Matthias? Man, well, I was, uh, I feel like NA beer is becoming a trend too. And I'm not really thrilled about it. There's, I saw some posts the other day, some, you know, blogger was like, we need more non-alcoholic inclusivity for non-drinkers and stuff. Like when we're out being social and I was like making this big point and I kind of like that not drinking was like the rebellious thing to do in my late twenties. Like everyone else is drinking and I don't really want an inclusivity movement with it. So I'd like to see the trend uh, of that stop, but I do like that there's more NA beers in the craft NA beer trend. I'm really excited about. Um, hey, we're, uh, we're just finishing a podcast real quick. Oh. <laughs> um, Sorry, boys. I saw somebody I knew. Oh, nice. Um, one that I hope comes back though, I I would like to play Pogs stoned. Pogs were a thing before I started smoking weed. I don't know that I ever had Pogs. Pogs and Slammers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember Pogs. That was huge. Yeah, in the 90s, like these little like circular cardboard discs that you'd like put face down and they'd have designs on them. And then if you, you'd stack them, you'd stack two, like you and the person you're playing. And then you'd like try and flip them both over with the slammer, which was like a heavier metal disc. It was spent hours doing this. I remember it. I just don't know that we ever played it, but man, I'm old enough to remember playing like, uh, what's it like with jacks and the little rubber ball. Oh, yeah, ball, you got to pick them up. That's old school. Yeah. yeah. Cobb. What? As far as oh, trends, I'm trend? come back. Yeah. Dude, I was feeling pretty good about just cargo shorts themselves. Honestly, I'm I'm in shock. the uh, The person I just saw while I was walking is my um, what's it called? My first crush of my life, like first grade. Dropped her a note try to be boyfriend and girlfriend it didn't work out she ripped it up in front of the whole class but then we were friends in high school so anyway um (laughs) yeah i wasn't expecting it um so as far as comeback stories you know i would say that that's germane things coming back around um let's see for trends dude i really liked the uh the whole parachute pants thing Ooh, like 
well, those were like in my my breakdancing days, like you know, seventh, eighth grade, like the kind of I don't know, baggy nylon pants. They just, uh, yeah, that's what I'd like to see come back. I don't know, they're comfy. You can break dance in them, flashy. Who knows? What I told you up here on Capitol Hill, from what I can tell, like, like I don't know, mid twenty or at least under thirty crowd, like, like people are not wearing super tight jeans anymore. All right. Yeah. I can't keep I up, much. I don't know. I'm wearing, I'm, I'm in a towel. Like cargo shorts are coming back and I'm wearing towel shorts. I've moved on. <laughs> <laughs> Got to stay one step ahead, right? Yeah. Uh, one right. step ahead of you and 10 steps ahead of the editors of J crew. <laughs> I also like that people should know, like we've known Matt a long time and like, I've seen him in some sweatpants, but basically the man will wear cargo shorts all year round, minus like he has to wear jeans for like an event. <laughs> yeah, the cargo yeah, shorts are nicer in the winter months. In the summer months, I like lighter, like athletic shorts, you know, but it just depends. Yeah, if I'm going out, cargo shorts are, you know, I won't wear my camo ones nice places, but I will wear the gray ones. Uh, let's see. I remind everybody this weekend with the 4th of July, like it is so dry out there. Just be careful. Like we got through the heat wave. I know people like fireworks, but it is, it is really dry. I'm pretty sure there's already burned bands. Like just please like be careful because last summer was brutal and we still have two months of summer ahead of us. Uh, let's see. Other than that, I think I'm going to go to, a, I'm either going to go to a Mariners game or a Rainier's game on the 4th of July. I haven't decided yet. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Ted Smith, back in minor league baseball. Like it. Just like MJ. Just like, right? Actually, I'm getting suspended. It's to cover a gambling debt I have. All right. <laughs> there you go. For MCTP, for Cobb, the Ted Smith, this is the podcast. Cheers. <laughs>